fertilizers, a ticking time bomb for water? That story and more on H2O Radio's Weekly News Report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. The two-week climate change conference in Bonn, known as COP23, wrapped up last week. The gathering of more than 14,000 was not predicted to make major decisions, but there were important developments. All nations, except for the U.S., reaffirmed their commitment to the Paris Accord to try to keep global temperatures from rising more than 1.5 degrees Celsius. Those countries were joined by some U.S. states, cities, and non-governmental entities who attended the conference despite the Trump administration announcement it will pull out of the accord. They called themselves the We Are Still In campaign. An effort led by the UK, Canada, and the Marshall Islands to phase out coal gained support from 27 governments. In stark contrast, the U.S. held a forum promoting coal and other fossil fuels in addition to nuclear power. Protesters at the event sang a version of God Bless America with lyrics adapted to an anti-coal message. Some developed countries pledged almost 200 million dollars to help developing countries meet their climate goals. There's still much distance between where the world is and where it needs to be in order to hold global warming to the goal of no more than 1.5 or even 2 degrees Celsius by the end of the century. The UN released numbers showing that the world is on track for an increase of 3.4 degrees by 2100. The next step in the Paris Accord process is for the parties to develop a rule book to help verify whether countries are making making progress in reducing greenhouse gases. Much of the chemical fertilizer used in agriculture contain nitrate that can run off farmlands into streams and rivers. Algal blooms all over the world have resulted from an excess of the pollutant, which also kills aquatic life. Now a first-of-a-kind study shows that much of that nitrate gets into rock layers underneath the soil and will eventually seep into aquifers that connect with rivers and streams. Rock layers are acting as pollution reservoirs that leak, and the pollution may affect water quality quality for decades, even after the use of fertilizers is curtailed. Utilities and ultimately their customers will have to spend more money to clean water supplies. The report shows that most of the nitrate problem is in North America, Europe, and China. The BBC calls the problem a ticking time bomb. A new UN report concludes that better protections are needed for communities downstream of mining sites storing massive amounts of polluted waste. The United Nations Environmental Program pointed to 40 major mine waste accidents in the past decade, including the Gold King spill in Colorado that contaminated waters of several rivers. In the U.S., the EPA had proposed new rules that would require companies to have the financial ability to clean up pollution from closed mines but Scott Pruitt, the new EPA administrator, has put them on hold. On Thursday, TransCanada had to shut down its Keystone pipeline after it announced 210,000 gallons of tar sands oil leaked into South Dakota farmland. The leaking pipeline is not the Keystone XL, which the Obama administration had disapproved, but the Trump administration later allowed. Instead, the spill was from an older operating pipeline. The leak was detected by the company because of a drop in pressure. A landowner near the spill told Vice News that he's concerned the spill 
could be much larger than what the company is reporting because computers used to detect leaks from drops in pressure don't always sense small leaks. He fears the spill could be three times what the company is saying. An earlier Keystone spill in 2016 was first estimated to be about 200 gallons, but ended up being almost 17,000 after TransCanada dug up soil where the spill occurred. The Nebraska Sierra Club said that a spill of any size presents problems to the soil and water, but the South Dakota Department of Environmental and Natural Resources said that the spill didn't occur at a site used for drinking water. However, the full extent of the spill's impacts have not yet been determined. On Monday this week, the Nebraska Public Service Commission will vote whether to go forward with the proposed newer Keystone XL pipeline. After Trump's approval, the Nebraska vote is the only governmental permit left before that pipeline can proceed. And finally, November 19th was World Toilet Day. For many of us, it's easy to take your local loo for granted. Close the door, have a seat, do your business, flush, and forget about it. But for more than two billion people worldwide, this routine is completely out of reach. That's according to the international nonprofit WaterAid, which has just released its annual report called Out of Order, State of the World's Toilets 2017. Among its findings is that Ethiopia is now the world's worst country for access to a toilet. A staggering 93% of people there don't have household facilities. And in India, over 700 million people are waiting for even basic sanitation, making it the country with the most people without toilets. Using data from UNICEF and the World Health Organization, the report reveals that a lack of decent toilets and clean water causes diseases that, on average, claim the lives of almost 800 children every day. That's one every two minutes. Lack of access to this basic human right is substantially worse for girls and women. One in three have nowhere decent to go. Not only do they face the indignity of having to relieve themselves in the open, but they're also put at increased risk of poor health, harassment, and even attack. Girls are more likely to miss classes while on their periods, and female workers often stay home when menstruating. This increases the gender gap by trapping women in a cycle of poverty where they find it difficult to get an education or work to support their families. There has been some improvement. Between 2000 and 2015, the number of people worldwide defecating in the open dropped by 20%. However, according to WaterAid, change is not happening fast enough to keep up with population growth and the huge number of people moving to cities. WaterAid is calling on governments to acknowledge the importance of sanitation, make the urgent long-term investments needed, and involve women in the conversation. That's it for This Week in Water. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving holiday. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.